0: What's up, everybody? You're on Money Moves, and I'm Michael Munsterman. Today's episode, Emotional Uprising the pressure i can't be broke sun up to the sun down map it out now running down may weather i never lose i be making these one sun up to the sun down map it out now running down may weather i never lose i be making these one more sometimes whenever i start a podcast i begin to brainstorm different ideas and in fact i have a list of ideas on my whiteboard in my office of different things that i think are super critical for me to talk about but right before I jump on and, and begin the actual recording process, I'll a lot of times I'll take and and just hit Google and and say, okay, what what's like the general public or what what are the experts saying about um, the subject that I want to talk about? And don't don't get it twisted, right? I, this isn't a research piece for me. I don't believe that a Google search is research to begin with because I know that there's a lot of nonsense online, it's just a place that I touch to see, okay, what's this sound like? And and what is this subject that I'm getting ready to talk about? How does it pertain to what, like the multitude might say or think? And so, today the conversation's emotional capacity. And just to kind of start, like what I believe emotional capacity to be is our ability to contain and handle the feelings that are happening inside of us Regardless of the reality of the world around, like the, the various aspects of stress that we endure of pressure that we receive from our family, all of these different things happening inside of our world, create emotion internally in us. And our emotional capacity is the capacity that we have to take those things and compartmentalize them and handle them and handle doesn't mean suppress and shove it way down. But we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Handle sometimes means to address, sometimes means to release, sometimes means to, sometimes you do need to just internalize it, swallow hard and roll on. But it's funny, whenever I searched emotional capacity today, this is the definition that I got. In other words, how much emotion can course through a body and mind before a conductive capacity is breached, at which point an instinct or a habit is triggered. And this then takes over the mind. I want to say that again, because I want you to, I want you to get it. In other words, how much emotion can course through a body and a mind before a conductive capacity is breached. In other words, how much emotion can run through your body and mind before you crack at which point your instincts or a habit is triggered. And then this takes over the body or and the mind. Now, here's something super interesting. I left a couple words out of that definition on purpose, so I'm going to read it exactly how it is. This is the last time I'm going to read it, and then I'll make my point. First of all, think about what I just said, and do you agree with it? Like, Do you agree that the emotional capacity is our ability to handle emotion coursing through our body and mind before our capacity is breached, at which point an instinct or a habit is triggered and this then takes over our mind? So the definition, the way that it is. In other words, how much emotion can course through a dog's body and mind before a conductive capacity is breached, at which point an instinct and or habit is triggered in humans, also a thought, and this then takes over the dog's mind. That definition is talking about like our, our fur families, right? It's talking about, and you've seen this, like when a dog gets stressed, it backs itself into a corner and begins to growl and snarl. And this isn't a conscious thought process that it's having. This is just a, responsive, a response because they're, they, emotionally they've been breached. But humans are the exact same way. If you've ever just about gotten into a fight, or if you've ever climbed into a ring and it, you're getting ready to like a one-on-one, a wrestling match, or you're, going, you're getting ready to box, or you're getting ready, you know, some, for some people it's public speaking, for others it's just speaking in public at all, like, like a small group, two or three people, put a camera on people and you'll see the same instinct crack, like emotional capacity gets breached quickly because the emotion that they're feeling a lot of times is nerves. And the nerves that people have coursing through them cause their heart to race, cause them to hyperventilate, prevents them. Like you'll, you'll notice that a lot of people, when they speak publicly, they'll begin like at first they'll talk super, super fast and they almost sound like they're out of breath. It's a quick sign for somebody that's not a seasoned speaker. You can tell almost instantly if, if they're comfortable in their content and then, and if in the way that they're going to deliver this message to you, or if they're nervous, When you're getting ready to get in a fight, you start to shake. Some people cry even before they ever throw a punch. Some people, when they get mad, like you'll see tears begin to roll down their face. One of my daughters this way, when she gets so angry that she cracks and the first thing that goes are her eyes. Like she's her eyes start to water you could tell like she's either mad or she could be upset. She could have her feelings hurt. You're not sure because this is, this is where her emotional capacity is exposed. But what's fascinating is like the history of who we are decides our emotional capacity. Like for me, dad dying at such a young age and that entire experience shattered me emotionally. And so when I came back together, I came back together much thicker tougher. Like it's, it was harder to rock me. People would die. And lots of times I wouldn't even cry. I didn't feel it. Like it wasn't there. I wasn't connected when, and other people around me are like, Oh my gosh, this closest person there. There are 13 people removed from me, but this is so close to me that it, that it crushed them. It, it breached their emotional capacity. This past year, I watched a dear friend of mine go through the process of losing his wife. And he, he got, like he, he shared, you know, that there were times when he would just break into tears, like he would just lose it. And this was going on for a couple, three, I mean, several months. And we just got to brainstorming about, okay, what could somebody do to handle this? And, and that's kind of what I want to talk about today. What I want to share with you today is, is that look, inside of our world right when we're looking at ourselves and when we're looking at what we've got going on one of the one of the things that we have to be able to control are our emotions our emotions flowing through our body causing us to have this like instinctual response mechanisms that sometimes like we go to habits sometimes we go to instincts and for a lot of people the habit that they go to when they're nervous, when they're scared, when they're worried, when they're stressed, when they're depressed, is they try to cut corners in life where they, like it exposes an unethical nature in them. The path of least resistance begins to get sought in a lot of areas of their life. And they dig deep into like just the one or two areas that they can control. You know, this is something that you'll see crazy conversations, like eating disorders. This is something self-harm. This is something, and at it's worst suicide. Like people look, they're so internally cracked and they don't know how to exhaust these emotions that they latch onto the one or two things that they can control. And for some people, the only thing that they feel like they can control is when it ends. And it's so sad. And so I just want to give you this, like this mental visual image that I use for myself. And I'm going to share with you some like really personal, vulnerable things that I have done and still do to this day that, that I feel like give me a little bit of an advantage in how I control and handle my emotions so that when the people in my world are absolutely flipping their lids, I'm able to maintain a baseline. And this isn't going to be a one and done where you're going to be able to listen to this and then step out tomorrow and just instantly start applying it. If you're a basket case, like there's going to be an ongoing process of you teaching yourself how to do this. But I think that it's a critical skill that you need in this life, whether it's in the pursuit of business and entrepreneurship, or whether it's just maintaining a peaceful heart and nature in your everyday life and how you operate with the people that love you. You see, because for all of us, regardless of our goals, the people in our life, they base their dependability around like the grossly base their dependent, their, their perception of their dependability of us on our emotional stability and how they see us respond to controversial or tough situations. They base it on how they witness you respond to different situations and especially how you deal with strife. And so this thing, this emotional capacity, when I was talking to my friend, I said, you know, here's what I do because I deal in a high stress environment. I almost Jones for it. When things start to get too easy, like I'll create a new project, I'll create a new Hustle. I'll create, like, when things are going good, I almost have a mentality of I need to burn something down because if I don't, somebody else will, and I want to be in control of the burn down. And a lot of guys I've learned over the last couple of years in business are the exact same way when things are going too good, they'll start to sabotage themselves. They'll make ignorant ass decisions for absolutely no reason. But it's no different than the eating disorder. It's no different than the self-harm. It's no different than suicide or any other topic that is like this thing. It's a responsive nature to how they handle internal presses and stress. So what I suggested to him was this. I said, hey, here's what I do. I envision that I have a cup inside of me like it's a cup. And I go throughout my days and when something really pisses me off or stresses me out, or I'm really concerned about something, I let it just fill into the cup. And I pay close attention to myself every single day. I meditate and pray every single day. And in that space, I really pay attention to how am I feeling overall? Do I feel at peace? do I feel like I'm operating at like peak performance or do I feel like I'm beginning to crack? Do I feel like I'm beginning to waver? Do I need a break? Do I need a dump? Do I need, like what do I need to really genuinely operate at my best? And I'm talking about internally from an emotional standpoint. And I pay close attention to how close I'm getting to the brim of my emotions I pay attention to does a little thing are little things starting to piss me off or do I maintain my calm like I like I expect myself to. And this becomes a hunt of mine, something that I'm constantly pursuing with this cup. I always pay attention to where it is. Because what I found is if I didn't, and this is what I explained to my friend, if you don't pay attention to internally, how full your cup is, it's going to dump whether you want it to or not. There's gonna come a point where that cup, that emotional capacity is going to reach its capacity. And in our, in our dog definition, how much emotion can course through a body and mind before a conductive capacity is breached. We're designed to let emotion run through us and we're forced in some situations to hold that emotion back. That's filling into the cup. It doesn't just go away. It's there. It's in you and it sits. And it stays there until you intentionally choose to let it go. Sometimes that's in the state of a confrontation that you'd rather not have. Someone in your world is doing something that's getting under your skin again and again and again and again, and and you've swallowed, 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 swallowed. You're getting aggressive with other people that don't have anything to do with this particular situation or this person that's pissing you off. But everyone else is suffering because you haven't figured out that you need to have a crucial, crucial conversation with that person. You need to approach them and say to that person, Hey, look, I've got this situation that we need to have a conversation about. I need to dump my cup you're filling up my cup. You're allowing them to fill up your cup, but all the same, it's time for that crucial conversation. I need you to know what's happening so we can course correct and get in a place where you're not taking up my emotional capacity. This could be with our children. This could be with our spouse. This could be with a coworker. This could be with a client. This could be with a customer, with a boss, with a pastor. And it's really not their problem that you're allowing them to take up space in your emotional capacity. But if you choose that this is someone, and sometimes we don't have a choice, sometimes it's someone that's in our life and we've made that decision or we haven't and we were just born into that and it is what it is, your responsibility is to dump your own cup. Not blame them, not segregate them. It's not their fault, it's your fault. Now, a lot of people would want to argue that and say, well, you don't understand this particular situation is different. And yeah, there are situations that are exceptions to everything. So I'm not going to argue that. I'm just going to say, you know, if I'm talking to you when I say this. And so in the case of grief, I'm going to go back to my conversation with my friend. I said, here's the way that I handle this. Anytime you have a major loss, anytime you have major strife. Anytime you have major like, heart-shattering situations, most of us go into step-up mode. Step-up mode being we put on the front. I stood at the front of my mother's funeral and spoke to everyone about my mother. And I maintained a solid front. While inside, I was dying a bit. And all of that was taking up my emotional capacity. It wasn't until after the funeral that my younger brother gave me a hug and my capacity was breached. At which time in typical man format, I walked back to the men's room and shut myself in a stall and cried like a little girl coming out of the stall and back out into the space where everyone else was. Most of them had no idea. And as quick as I dumped the cup, it continued to fill. Time has this way of healing. And so it fills less often, but still it's always going to trickle a bit. And for some people, the trickle is so slow that they, they just let the capacity expand instead of mindfully dumping it. And so finally, to cap the advice that I gave my friend based on my own personal situation, what I've had to do a lot of times still to this day, sometimes I need to allow myself to feel those emotions so I don't become hardened. And so don't become negative and downtrodden on purpose. I choose to be bright and live in light. To be a reflection in my world to the people around me of something that's good and someone that is like has a fire and a passion for living and for life and for that relationship with them. I want them to feel in their time around me that I'm someone that lifts them up and makes them feel better. And how can I do that if I can't figure out how to lift myself up and allow myself to feel better? And so sometimes I'll just cry. I've been in the gym. I've had a really good workout at home alone. I'll I'll start to get some thoughts in my head and I'll think. You know, it's been a long time since I've let myself just feel this. And before I know it, I'm sobbing nearly uncontrollably. And I get it out. I dump my cup, but I dump my cup on purpose. And I always feel better afterwards. And this is a hard thing to share, especially not having any idea who's on the other side listening, but it's truth. And as you're walking through your day, through your week, through your month, through your year, heading into this new 2019, this might be something that you need to consider as a possibility for making your life a little bit more comfortable. And that's your ability to recognize that you only have so much emotional capacity. And that emotion can be used, it can be used for so much good in your world. Or your capacity can be filled with stories from your past, from a recent or not so recent tragedy. Your capacity can be filled from a situation that's really weighing you down, where your heart knows you need to make a change, but you can't bring yourself to do it. All of these things take up emotional space inside of you. And your ability to let those go is paramount. I'm going to throw one more out and I'm not going to rabbit hole this one. I'm just, just, it's just something I want you to throw into this conversation in your head. And that's guilt. Guilt is an emotion. Guilt is a story guilt isn't a real tangible object it's you're in inside it's inside of you as an emotional capacity element it's taking up space maybe it's time for that crucial conversation so this is like this is heavy this isn't a feel good i want you like hitting the button and cheering. I want you to have something that's practical and applicable that you can use. And what I need you to do is I need you to get a really good solid grasp of who and where you are emotionally. And in your heart, how is your emotional capacity? How's that cup? Is there not very much in it? Or have you been having a slow drip into that cup as long as you can remember? And are you willing to mindfully take the steps necessary to allow yourself to grief or maybe forgive or forgive yourself? Are you willing to go have the necessary conversations personally or are you good? You're just good. I'm good. I hate that word, but I'm good with where I am and, and, I, I manage and I, I live by this. Like there are a lot of husbands that are so jacked up in the way that they operate when it comes to the conversation of emotional health that I could offer a hundred bucks if they'd get on here and admit that they that they'll cry by themselves in a room. A like, hundred bucks isn't enough for some of them. Thousands not enough for some of them. Ten ten thousands not enough. But they're so skewed and the people around them suffer because they can't get a solid grasp of what it means to be emotionally healthy. You need to recognize that you have an emotional capacity and you need to understand that it fills up. And so you have to come up with a process that works for you in your terms that allow you to empty that cup when you want to, not when it's full. We've all witnessed that. It's not a healthy way to live. It's not a healthy way to operate. It's not conducive to relationships around us. There's really not anything good that comes from suppressing the emotions. You're not being fair to anybody else in the world and you're especially not being fair to yourself. Savvy.